Ever wondered who and what is shaping Luxembourg? This is your Lux Unplugged podcast with your hosts, Adrian and Thierry. Hi, I'm Thierry. And I'm Adrian. On this occasion, I'm having a conversation with Mike Reifers, CEO and co-founder of Skilt. Why did you invite Mike to the show? And what were your takeaways? I like Mike's success story. His startup focuses on the digitalization of the HR function within businesses. He groomed the Skilt business plan while still being at uni with his longtime business partner. To me, he clearly demonstrated the level of tenacity required to make the market pivot from using traditional methods to adopting AI-driven tools. Yes, I agree. Even in my own experiences, hiring the right talent can be costly and time-consuming for companies. And more importantly, Luxembourg has been a fertile ground for skilled to test their business model and furthermore lay the foundations for international expansion. Indeed, Luxembourg has been for a long time an international melting pot where many cultures and ideas converge. And it turned out, Skilled perfectly exploited this opportunity, at the right place and time. Sure thing. But now, without further ado, share this conversation with Mike Reifers, CEO and co-founder at Skilled. Thank you, Mike, for coming on to the podcast. Uh... Well, thank you very much also for having me. Uh, very excited to have a chat with you today. Great. So before we get into all the exciting questions and opportunities you were working on, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how would you describe your journey before and after skill.com? Sure. So, um, well, I'm 32 years old. I'm Luxembourgish. I'm currently based also in Luxembourg, where the headquarters are of our company Skilled. The journey, the journey to uh, to this adventure. Well, first of all, I I did my bachelor degree in London, uh, which was also the trigger for me to first discover what business was all about, but also um, where I met um, the co-founder today, uh, Nicholas. Uh, he's uh, he's my he's the co-founder of Skilled. So we basically met in London. We did the bachelor there together. Um, Shortly after, um, I decided to, 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 to take a master's uh, degree in, in the south of France, where he uh, didn't follow. So he was working during that time. And uh, later on, we met again on the a, on a second master for me and on the first master for him in Barcelona uh, with the key point uh, of me joining because there was a business plan to do. And while we met in London, we always had some ideas of starting up one day together. And for me, it was really the person to to do business with, at least to be uh, aligned on your entrepreneurial entrepreneurial mindset. So um, then I decided to go to Barcelona and uh, we did a master's together where we actually wrote the business plan of Skilled and shortly after with a successful, very successful business plan, we actually launched uh, our adventure uh, Skilled. Yeah. So the company is now five years old. So how long were you working on the initial business plan then? So the business plan was mainly during the year, uh, that one year of master's uh, degree. Um, we had a team of six people. 
which was which were people from our class. Uh, very very exciting to work with them because we had different comp- uh, competences. Of course, we had people that were good in financials, uh, others in marketing, and uh, Nico and myself we overviewed and of course worked uh, hardly on on our idea as well. So um, yeah, it took us a year, and then of course uh, that was in two thousand fourteen. And then, uh, of course, then towards the end of the year, we prepared everything. And 2015 was really the kickoff. Um, I remember our first engineer joining us uh, on the 1st of uh, January 2015 to bring our ideas into 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 re- real life. A question that I always like to ask is why have you chosen this career after uni? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Certainly, my parents asked me that question a couple of times uh, after after finishing my studies. Uh, for them, the traditional way would of course be uh, that you start working um, and be uh, a bit on your own. <laughs> but that was for me not the case. Yeah, I think um, I, I I I always felt like um, the traditional job market was not something that would excite me. I always I always um, wanted to, to 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 start something by myself i i went in my childhood i i did a lot of crazy things with people where uh they were already sort of uh, business-ish oriented uh although it was kid stuff but uh, still uh, i always wanted to push something um uh, and to change something and when i when i met nico i think it was also the perfect uh combination we we both were aligned on our visions and and we had similar ideas of of where we see the future uh, in this case of course specifically in in the technology and everything but for myself it was always um uh try to try to to go away that uh i always believed i, w- I would belong to like the entrepreneur mindset i certainly had it i certainly still have it and um i i always call it uh sort of a lifestyle um for me being an entrepreneur uh means also working with other people with people from different backgrounds uh, we have today over 30 people in our company with a lot of different backgrounds i think it's very exciting to to work with different cultures um and in general working with people i think for me the biggest pleasure is to have a team around me um, a team that follows a vision, but that we all identify with, um, and um, not just my vision, uh, even uh, uh, people that challenge the vision, and that together we reach uh, our results. And I think that's for me the most exciting thing. For those who who don't know the company or, or skilled in in itself, in simple terms, how would you describe your business? And and the second part of that will be obviously. How has the HR industry changed over the past few years since you started? Yeah. Um, so to to answer your first question, I think what what skill is all about. Uh, I would go back to the university year where we did the business plan. Uh, at that stage, Nico and myself uh, were also applying for jobs, and it was then when we really discovered the HR world. Um, we we are, have no experience in HR. We are not the tech guys. Uh, but we uh, were very much frustrated of seeing what it means, or at, at this point, what it meant to to apply for jobs, having no answers, and specifically promoting your yourself on a simple paper. I think that was the triggering point where we said, okay, well, why not uh, trying to 
to change things? Why not uh, uh, bringing innovation and uh, specifically offer the candidate ways of promoting him or herself better towards the future employer? Your future is decided on, 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 on a simple paper, which is the CV. And that, that could not be possible. I mean, if I just have a better university or some better experience, doesn't mean I'm a better person. So we wanted to bring that forward. And, and so today, what Skill is all about, it's, of course, we are a software as a service company. So we sell software specifically for recruitment, uh, for HR departments. So what we do is we, we are a B2B software uh, as a service provider where you would implement skill to support and digitalize your recruitment process. Um, people are able to apply with their CVs, but also we will be able to add video interviewing and personality assessment. So we have the soft skills, we have the people that can show themselves, and of course we have the hard skills, which are the CV skills, um, and all of that is driven by AI. So the artificial intelligence part is giving rankings. So um, the recruiter on that side would would then identify the best candidates uh, straight away uh, with the support, and then of course you have all the the simple tracking and follow up uh, functionalities that an applicant tracking system would offer today on the market. And overall, we see ourselves really as the talent acquisition software um, with a complete module also on how you promote your branding of the company, how how you make it simple and easy for people to apply, how you adapt your colors and make a candidate feel at your company straight away uh, with the smoothest process possible. So that's all in our core I think we we want to we want to improve your recruitment process. We want to give you a digital uh, tool to make it happen. I think it's very much aligned, especially today in a crisis like this, uh, to have the digital tools to support your activities. Um, and if you ask me how the HR industry has evolved, I can certainly tell you when we were uh, analyzing the markets while studying and while writing our business plan, it was very much traditional. Um, a lot of paperwork, a lot of um, a lot of uh, screening manually done, uh, and and those triggered those facts triggered really the um, the, the vision to to go and bring technology in these departments and and support recruiters in 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 spending less time on all the administrative parts, but giving them a digital tool that would help them further invest that time that they save with using skilled in the most important steps, which are after the steps. Of meeting the people, of um, of of showing the company, of of talking with them in a face-to-face meeting. But the first stages, that's where we are focusing on, and that's where we are very strong in. Obviously, since you, you launched the company uh, five years ago, what were the biggest challenges that the uh, skilled had, and um, and how did you overcome them? We, of course, we had many. I think uh, uh, if you go for such an ambitious project in technology in the human resource industry. So uh, uh, to look back, Nico uh, nor I am tech guys. We we were neither formed or did studies in in human resources. So we were just the guys that had a great idea of bringing a couple of aspects uh, together on one software and really solve most of the issues that HR people would have. So that was the first challenge to say, okay, we have that, that amazing business plan. It's all there. Uh, it looks like it makes a lot of sense. Certainly the university loved it, but now let's go to the real world. And I think that was the first challenge is we need an engineer or we need engineers to bring that 
into into a concept um, to have the first MVP. Uh, it took us n- more than two years to have the first platform to to show to clients. I think that's f- very often underestimated. But um, but you don't just develop a, an app and and once the design is done, it's going to work and that's it. No, here we from the beginning we had AI. In, 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 in our perspective, we had uh, the big, the big uh, ideas, the big features that this tool would have in the future in mind. And so the challenges were, how are we going to develop it? And how do we trust the first person or the, the first people that would join all our ideas and, and let them do? And, uh, at the end, uh, the, the, the first challenges were really the technical part and then, of course, bringing the people around you. And then, of course, on the on the later stage, the financial part. How how do you have all this support, uh, and how do you make it happen that you um, that you can uh, financially support also uh, a business like this, where you straight away need a couple of people to this and that and that. Uh, so it was uh, it was it was a challenge to to get an MVP. To that, that was the big hurdle to have something in hand that we could show to people. I know at the beginning we 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 showed simple. Uh, slides of how it would look like and then uh, that was quite funny we were drawing things uh, by hand in our offices uh, on how we thought uh, our software should look like and then it was about uh, it was on our engineers to to then put it on on, on in the tech uh, in the tech side so those were challenges and then and then of course um, identifying the right market um, the right target, uh, and and then to to just go out and sell. I think the to to ge- to start generating revenues at one point. I mean, you are you are becoming a, a team of at the beginning we were five, six, seven people. Uh, you know, um, you have to you have to prove that all this work uh, is going to the right direction. Uh, that you that you are actually able to sell what was your idea. Uh, we had to pivot a couple of times. Don't worry. I mean, that was for sure. And um, so yeah, it was this whole challenge to transform what was a business plan at university into a real life uh, company by having the first people on board, finding the first people, finding the financial support. Uh, and we were very happy to have our friends, families and foods. Uh, I mean, without them, and we still have them today. So without them, none of this would have been possible. And um, to be as crazy uh, and, and to believe in two people like Nico and myself to just go out there and say, just because we have a good business plan, we will make it happen. And we believed in it since day one, uh, honestly. Um, uh, so that that was quite uh, amazing to see it grow and to overpass all these challenges. But uh, to have the first people, the financials, and then to be able to sell the first time. I remember very well when we had our first client, that was quite a day because it's simply confirming all that work and passion that you have put into a project that it finally converts into what it was made for to be to be selling and to add value to 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 a company so that really someone appreciates what you have done and that was uh, that was all the challenges worth was there a specific reason um uh, to start the business in in luxembourg i mean the idea and and all the work you done uh, started with the business plan you know, in, in, in London and in Barcelona, but what was the specific reason to start a business up in uh, Luxembourg? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm Luxembourgish. Uh, Nicholas is uh, Belgium uh, and, and, and Luxembourg is, is a small market. I think we were very much able to overview what's going on here 
you can easily reach out to people. There's a lot of events where specific people meet. Uh, like uh, there's a lot of events going on in HR specifically here in Luxembourg, for example. So it was obvious for us to say, let's start in a market where we know the market. Um, and it proved to be right. Uh, we also tried in Belgium. That went less well, I have to say. It's a bigger country. And we didn't we didn't put our feet the same way on the floor there uh, than, than here in Luxembourg. And so we focused after really just on Luxembourg and later, of course, on the Benelux area. But um, Luxembourg really was a, a, a very big and friendly receiver of what we did. I think when I, especially me, uh, who, who did a lot of sales at that time here in Luxembourg, um, when I came into a company and I showed what we were doing, I explained our vision. And when they actually realized that there's a, a Luxembourgish entrepreneur, I very often got this, got this, uh, got this quote of, Oh really? You you you're not working here and there. You you actually went for the entrepreneurial path. Uh, that's amazing. And and what you do, uh, we have never seen this here. And there's no provider that does similar things. So uh, that's amazing. And and we were very often received with open arms. And um, and I have to say, all our clients from 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 day one, they are our long term partners by now. I think we have a very strong relationship with most of them. And that's key of this market as well. I think one hand gives another, uh, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, all the CEOs that I've met, uh, all the HR directors and even HR uh, managers or other people within the companies, those that have appreciated working with us, um, we have built with them a very great relationship. And I think it's key. Uh, and it was very much possible also in a small country like Luxembourg. So I'm very happy that we started here. It was an easy access to many businesses. It was a, uh, a business-friendly uh, country. And, uh, and on top of that, it's in the middle of Europe for me. So um, with all the different cultures and languages that we speak here, we were able to adapt the software also to these barriers. So now we are ready to have a software that runs in seven languages. It's quite unique in the market to have a so uh, an HR software running in that many uh, languages but we learned all that from this market and uh, so those were really key factors and i still believe and uh, i'm still very happy that we started here however just to finish on that um, i think no market no other market behaves the same as luxembourg i think that's also something that we saw and that we're currently seeing is that no sales strategy or like this relationship management and everything works the same way than than here so um, that's a big lesson because we tried to be as uh, strategical as here when implementing or when trying to, to, to gain market share in other countries. And that doesn't work. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a specific market. You have to know it um, and it's very accessible. So uh, it's very interesting to, to do business here in Luxembourg. One good question, I think, is where the listeners would be interested in is how can a small business benefit from your software? You know, some might only hire one to three resources per year and not 10 or 20. So how will they benefit from Skilled? If you look at our company, uh, we hire everyone since the beginning with Skilled. I mean, since it works. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's from two years on till now. Uh, we were always... Uh, around 10 to 15, 20 people. Uh, but yeah, I think, first of all, you have a digital tool uh, with a very modern utility. Uh, so so I think 
people that apply for your company have a very smooth and, and, and easy recruitment process. I think that's the first thing. Uh, we can really much adapt it also in terms of when you look even at pricing. Now we can really find easy ways to, to adapt it to small businesses uh, and make it affordable. Um, then, of course, you have the security uh, point. Today, in the GDPR world, um, we have to respect a certain amount of things. Uh, the power, as I always say, becomes more and more towards people that apply, not towards the companies. So um, anyone have, everyone has to watch out for how they uh, maintain the data, how they how they store the data, etc. I think we are very strong in the GDPR point. So I think benefiting from um, a healthy system on, on how you protect yourself into the GDPR domain is very important. And then, of course, um, the data itself. Uh, people that apply, you might you might hire, as you said, one or two people over the year. But the more you grow, the more you might reuse these, data, these people that have uh, applied in the past. And so there's different, different types of strategy that you can implement while using a, a software like Skilled uh, to acquire people to be more visual, visual outside. I think many small companies are, are looking for talent, but we can also help find that talent by helping to, to promote uh, the company in the best way, by optimizing social media presence. All of these kind of things are, are related to how we uh, offer our services and I'm pretty sure well we have the proof actually we have very small companies that use skilled we have medium and of course we have large size companies so it's adaptable to any kind of need and uh, and obviously while we're recording this uh, this uh, episode we are in the COVID-19 uh, pandemic do you see there's an opportunity for companies to promote services powered by AI like you do at the moment that's a tricky question. I think um, AI becomes more and more present anyway. I think most of the softwares run on AI, uh, either in a simplistic way or in an advanced. Um, what is the core to ask yourself is, uh, is, it, is, is there a need to be as digital as possible? And I think what this crisis has shown, uh, and specifically in this case, the HR department who from one day to another had to reorganize how people work tomorrow. Um, digital processes and digital strategies make a lot of sense within a company. We certainly have seen it. Um, that is a fact. Um, people that have used, for example, also skilled with the, the video interviewing, uh, well, in general, the, the possibility to access the software from home, um, in an easy way uh, to, to, to communicate with candidates, applicants. I think all these kind of things were very much uh, welcomed in this, uh, in this time. But on top of that, uh, other softwares are doing similar um, and, and great impacts in different layers of the, of the, of the company. So we use, uh, if you look at all the, 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 the communication tools that are out there that are used currently to, to overcome this crisis and all the other softwares. I think AI-driven software is the future anyway. We go that way. Um, AI, big data, all, all these kind of hot topics will become only hotter in the future. Um, and I think many companies that have uh, applied digital strategies, including AI-driven softwares, are in a good hand now. And all the others, I'm not saying they are in a bad hand, but they, I think they will adapt much faster after this crisis, uh, similar strategies in, in case something like this reproduces or just because they realize that 
people working remotely, etc., is, is a strategy for the future. And so you might need it anyway. And anyone interested in, in joining the company, wh where should they go? So we have uh, on, on our website, uh, skill.com, you, you find a, a lot of information, first of what we do, of course, but then there's also a, a page that uh, shows the careers that are currently open. And um, yeah, for, for, for anyone who, who's looking for uh, maybe a new challenge, a new opportunity, we have a couple of jobs open. Uh, we are currently hiring, so um, the team is growing. We are just finishing uh, a fundraising to to push all our projects over the next year. So it's a very exciting moment to jump on board. Well, as the podcast is about business and it's also about Luxembourg, uh, do you have any tips for people who want to open their business in, in Luxembourg? Uh, and that can be for uh, people that are, are already in, in Luxembourg uh, and finish studying and not sure. Um, what they want to do next yeah uh i mean it's it's uh it's a it's a it's a hard question i think uh there, there, there's always tips i think uh the first the first is um are you gonna do it by yourself or are you gonna are you from the beginning thinking that you you want to have a, a partner i think for me it was very important to uh to see a person that you could do business with and to align and to share different competences and uh yeah uh, together i think that was uh, for me uh, an important factor so if 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 you want to start make sure that you're clear on this if you want to go by yourself then uh, of course uh, think clearly if there's a market need i think uh, uh, there's a lot of good ideas uh, and even me i have a lot of other ideas but i think it's always difficult to find the the differentiation uh, factor compared to what is on the market and um and once once you should once you should be clear on all that uh well make sure that you you can back it up financially it's not easy uh certainly everything that you do requires the financial backup uh, make sure that uh, you find the support either with the friends families and fools or on on other on other ways there's a lot of uh of of um of money out there to be invested and uh, people are listening carefully to ideas so do the pitching, do the pitching right. Yeah, and then uh, and then grow step by step. Uh, don't overrush um, and um, have a healthy growth. If, you, if you're able to grow, grow healthy and uh, always keep the value that you add um, as the vision, uh, as the core vision. It's all about the value that you add, specifically in a country like Luxembourg. Uh, people will welcome you a lot if they can uh, trust you, um, if the value that you add is uh, there um, and then you will have a lot of help here in this market so i suggest uh, i suggest that and on top of that if anyone wants to reach out also to myself i'm more than happy to uh, to listen to your questions and um, yeah answer some questions that you might have on, on luxembourg specific or on, on entrepreneurship here you can certainly find me on linkedin or anywhere else uh, on the social media Thank you, Mike, for the recording on this episode. And, uh, and hopefully uh, we can wel welcome you back uh, in the near future. And looking forward to hearing all these exciting things that you are working on. Yeah, well, thank you also for having me here. Thanks for listening to the Lux Unplugged podcast. Please share this podcast with friends and family and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, please don't forget to visit our website, luxunplugged.com. And see you next time. Mm -hmm.